When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Farmers have their eye on the sky. The weather is a driving element in agriculture from when to plant and harvest to what pests and diseases you need to watch out for. The American Seed Trade Association is also looking at the weather to determine research priorities. Janae Brady directs government affairs for the Seed Trade Association. She breaks down what seed research and development looks like when it comes to creating food for the future. So plant breeding innovation is one of our highest priorities for the for the Seed Trade Association. Um, and that goes into a lot of different elements, including how to uh, be able to provide seed for our producers so that they can grow crops that can withstand many of the weather issues that they have, whether that's drought, whether that's too much moisture, whether that's, uh, you know, wind speeds. There, there are a variety of issues that if you put into a quality seed into the ground, you're going to have a much better uh, chance at having a quality crop at the end of the day. Um, so we work a lot on um, ag research as a priority, working with USDA to ensure that whether it's through NIFA or ARS or whether it's with public-private partnerships with universities, um, that we're investing into research in the right areas and that we're making sure that we're looking ahead of what those issues are going to be, maybe not this year, but next year and the year after. You know, weather is one aspect. What are some of the other things that drive seed development and innovation? So gene editing is a really exciting tool right now that uh, we're, we're spending a lot of time in the, in the research space. Uh, we hear a lot about whether it's food security issues with Ukraine or um, domestic issues at home, food waste as, a, as an example. So there's potential for using gene editing to be able to have less browning with produce on the shelves and make sure that food can last longer um, and making sure that food is... Uh, more nutritious, that tastes better. You know, there's a sort of unlimited opportunity with with gene editing as long as we're continuing to um, to uh, prioritize plant breeding innovation. How does gene editing impact trade? Yeah, we've seen biotechnology as as a, a barrier in, in many areas, including the EU. Um, we've been doing a lot of work with our partners in, in the EU to make sure that uh, gene editing is um, in a little bit of a different circumstance. It's it's uh, I think countries are still working on their regulations. Even in the U.S., we're still sort of evolving our, our regulations over time. Um, so we're trying to do a lot of education and, and show how um, how we can. Uh, not overregulate because of the the technology that, that is out there. Um, we have seen a lot of issues with um, you know recently in Mexico with biotechnology, um, different barriers like that um, that are unfortunate because those are incredible tools that, that we don't want to take off of the shelf for our producers. Um, but we do have to look to the future and make sure that our, our regulations are um, up to date and that they're taking into account these future technologies that maybe weren't um, on the table when those regulations were written 30 years ago. Janae, let's talk about supply chain disruption now and how that's made an impact on the seed trade. So we've had a lot of issues like like many, uh, especially in the Pacific Northwest. We've had um, some port disruptions, and um, it depends on, uh, you know, the type. we have everything from alfalfa to zucchini, like we like to say. So um, all of our um, industries vary depending on what their um, their issues are. But um, the port disruptions in the Pacific Northwest have been a, a continued problem that we've been trying to um, stay ahead of. We're looking at potentially um, more disputes as it relates to um, uh, labor negotiations. And, and things like that. Um, broadly, on the supply chain side, um, 
we haven't faced probably some of the issues that many have faced over the last couple of years. We've been able to make sure that we're still, um, we do a lot of our seed production sort of locally and regionally to the to the growers that then put it into the ground, and that's really helped. We've been able to weather some of those storms a little bit, um, had a little bit easier than maybe some of our other colleagues have, um, but by and large, definitely still um, having to, to keep an eye on the um, international um, supply chain issues. You know, with acres growing and some of our commodities, for example, soybeans, how is seed supply in general? Do we have enough? Are we going to have enough? With severe weather, does that impact how much seed will be available? Well, our seed producers are growers just like just like growers are growers, so they have to deal with the same drought issues and weather issues as, as other growers do. Um, the the short answer is we do have enough, and, and we can have enough, but there are certainly a lot of uh, different factors in the world that can impact that. So, um, you know, as we look to uh, increase planting, as we look to make policy changes, it's, it's really important that um, the administration, that Congress work with the seed industry as well so that we're able to sort of be prepared for what those major policy shifts are going to be. Um, but our, our growers, our seed growers are very good at what they do and, and at looking at the sort of year ahead to what those production needs are going to be so that then they can be ready. Let's talk policy, and I want to talk cover crop policy because that's a key priority for the American Seed Trade Association. So with cover crops, we've seen through uh, actual programs that have come out of USDA or potential programs that have been put forward in in legislation like Build Back Better, for example, um, we know that cover crops are going to be an item of discussion for uh, both the administration and for Congress, especially as we look towards the next farm bill. Um, So we are trying to put into place exactly what what our policies are going to be. Um, again, we know that high quality, uh, high high quality produced seed is going to be one of the best tools that our producers have to deal with some of these climate changes to make sure that our soil is healthy. Um, and so, uh, you know, we have an expectation that we're going to be working closely with USDA and with the ag committees of, of jurisdiction as they're developing those those policies. Like many, sustainability has been a top issue over the last few years, and I think it's important for as we talk about the the value chain and the impact of um, uh, agriculture on, on the climate and on our earth, um, that we're going back all the way to the seed. Seed's sort of, you know, where it all begins. And putting the right seed in the ground, I think we have a lot of potential to um, have positive impacts on our health, or on our soil, and on our um, the food that we're actually produ- producing for everyone. That's Janae Brady, the Senior Director of Government Affairs for the American Seed Trade Association. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.